Impact, Income, and Influence. Welcome back to Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show to help you reach millions of people, whether you are online, in person, wherever you are at. Today, we are specifically talking about influencing people. How can you reach millions of people using a podcast? This is a question I get all the time, but today's guest has interviewed more than 150 people. He has one of the top 2% podcasts in the world, and his business is helping people start a podcast. Who better than to talk about that? Agi, how are you doing today? Steve, thank you very much for your lovely introduction. I'm uh, awesome. Thank you, and uh, it's great to be here. No problem. It is my pleasure. So you've done a lot of things. Your bio, specifically, you kind of talk about how you help people live the next level of their life. That's what your podcast is about. But as you've built up traction over the years, more than 150 interviews with some really, really big names, um, you've started to see that people want to know how to do podcasts. So mm -hmm. you have a free ebook that is linked down in the show notes, mm -hmm. but take us back to where all of this started for you, because I know so many people say, I would love to start a podcast. And then they have no idea what to do. How did you get started and how did you overcome those bumps in the beginning? <laughs> Thank you for, this is a great place to start, I think. And uh, during uh, my personal development journey, I started turning from um, a closed introvert person to a more uh, able to express himself. And I did public speaking. So uh, podcasting in a way felt like a step forward to express myself uh, more to specifically, I remember I got inspired to do a podcast when I was at uh, an event and there was a speaker on stage and he was talking about how podcasting changed his uh, life and career and income and all these things. And I got very inspired. Uh, I went home and I bought some, you know, microphones immediately, secondhand from eBay. I said, I'm going to do it. And then for about six months, I just kept them there because I didn't know what to talk about. Uh, I had quite a hesitation. And then uh, I was part of a mastermind group and another person over there, we had at some point a conversation about personal development, me and him. We were talking about our morning routines or something like that. And another person in the group said, you two guys are very good, actually, very entertaining when you talk about this. Have you thought of doing a podcast together? And uh, that was, you know, the light bulb. And I, <laughs> that was when I actually took, uh, made use of those microphones, because then I knew that it would be a podcast on personal development. That was my first podcast. And it was me and a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, talking about what we had both in common and very passionate about, and that was personal development. So that's how uh, I started uh, with it. That was uh, three and a half years ago, something like that. That's, uh, I mean, that's a good way to get started. I think a lot of people do that. I know when I first wanted to do a podcast, I did the same thing. I bought a mic. I had a mic because I wanted to sound better on Zoom calls, but I was like, I need a real podcasting mic. So I went and bought a real mic. Then I bought a video camera. Then I bought all the stuff, but I was still yeah. playing around. Um, I actually did. So I've had three different podcasts. This is the third and longest running one. The first, the first two were just me randomly talking about stuff. And then a I think I did a few interviews, but then when I started interviewing people, 
that's when things really started to grab traction for me. How did things go with you? So you got started, you started doing the personal development stuff, but did it, did it stay with you and a partner? Did it move to just you? No, it actually evolved because uh, after a while, most of our episodes were, you know, this conversational cohort uh, style, but I interviewed a couple of people out of curiosity and I thought, let me see how that feels. And I realized that I felt very good. And I also, of course, in the beginning, I was very stressed out about it because I had never done an interview before. So uh, that was uh, quite interesting. We can talk about this if, if you want. But uh, um, what I found out quickly was that I really enjoyed it. And uh, I got some feedback from the people who I was interviewing that, you know what, you are asking great questions. And that kind of led me at some point to realize that I want to do more interviews. And the best way to do them was to create a second podcast, which was my own podcast, the Personal Development Development Mastery, Mm -hmm. which is my... Uh, the other one is still there, but we, we're doing the episodes uh, now and again, not very frequently. <laughs> we still talk about it from time to time because it's great. Uh, but uh, yeah, the interviews was something that uh, was a game changer, I think, for me. And I'm sure you understand that too. And I believe uh, people who have done podcasting know what we're talking about. It's, it's an... Uh, I felt, and I will explain only one thing, and then I'll pass the ball over to you to ask me if you want something more specific. Uh, Especially in the beginning, most of my guests were coaches from the coaching or personal development space. So I felt like I was speaking with a different coach every week because I got to ask things that were really on my mind, of course, based on their experience and expertise. But I was getting to ask whatever I wanted. And that really expanded my knowledge, uh, things that I got and I implemented and, you know, accelerated things. Uh, I mean, that's, it is super fun to interview people. I mean, I love doing the podcast. I found like the best way, this comes straight from how to win friends and influence people, which I read it. 13 or 14 years old, but it's always be interested in other people, be curious. And that's, that is one of the best things. And this about podcasting, right? I meet a new person. Um, I usually do two or three podcast interviews a week and I get to meet new people. I get to learn about them. And even if the subject matter, if you've been a long time listener to the show, you know, I interview people that sometimes have overlapping subject matter, but they have a completely different experience with that subject matter. So there's so much there. So one thing I want to go back and talk about, because I think there are probably people listening to this, they're either thinking about starting a podcast, or maybe they've gone out and they've bought the microphone, they've bought the recorder, they've like tried to play around with it. But there are some tech hurdles to overcome. And there's also some setup hurdles to overcome. Can you talk a little bit about in the beginning, how did you move forward? How did you get off of the couch, get the microphones plugged in? What were some of the stressors that you had and how did you overcome them? <laughs> there were many actually, and uh, I will leave tech for a moment. I will speak about the technical stuff, but I think another thing which is really for me very important, if not the most important for someone listening that wants to do a podcast is to answer 
really, it, I believe it's important, two simple questions. They are very simple, but the answers need to be detailed. And the first question is, why do you want to have a podcast? And the second question is, who do you want to make a podcast for? So I'm, I'm saying that because I didn't necessarily do it like that. I discovered those things along the way, but I believe they are the great foundation on which to for someone to start, you know, making a, a podcast. Because if you know why you're doing it and who are you doing it for, I believe that motivates you more to stand up from the couch. It's not a vague idea. I would like to make a, a podcast sometime. So it gets more, you know, specific and you can uh, work on it. Uh, as for the tech that you asked, I took the, the hard way. You know, I learned uh, to do everything myself. Every single thing I would download, uh, you know, guides from other people or watch uh, webinars or listen to podcasts about how to do things. And mm -hmm. I was learning along the, by trial and error. So <laughs> it was a, a, a long learning curve. I, I never regret it because it was my personal choice at that time. And to be honest, I really enjoyed it. So I was not, uh, you know, dreading it. I enjoyed, you know, putting the stuff into the editing software and uh, doing uh, things with that and noise reduction. I learned to do that. And it, uh, for me, it was something fulfilling. Uh, however, I would expect and i don't know what your thoughts about that is i would expect that most people will not get this uh, high buzz from uh, doing um, noise reduction uh, sound editing <laughs> things so <laughs> so I mean, yeah I, for me i know on my end i definitely like the first podcast i did uh was just me recording into a voice recorder on my phone mm -hmm. and then uploading it. And I actually used, uh, I used a free video editor. I uploaded the, the audio file and then had bumpers that went on both ends and I crammed it together and I put it out. Um, and it wasn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mess with noise reduction. I didn't mess okay. with a lot of it because I'm, I'm much more a like, let's get it going, get into momentum. And then I'm going to make it better and make it better. Um, but that's, I know people, I know so many people who have tried to get started and they get yeah. stuck and hung up with everything. And my, my advice, I, you can definitely give me your feedback on this, but mm -hmm. is just to get something out there as you start moving forward, things are going to change. The podcast that you start is probably not going to be 10 up. Once you get 10 episodes in is going to be different because you're going to learn how to talk. You're going to learn how to interview. You're going to learn about subject matter. What do you think about all that? Most certainly, I agree with you that you get better as you go along, for sure. Uh, what I would see slightly differently is it depends on who it is that is doing the podcast. I mean, if you're starting like uh, out of curiosity and you want to create a podcast and see how it goes and things like that, then I agree you can take it like very simply recorded very simply without anything fancy and put it out there and this way you get better you get feedback and so on if however that is my personal opinion if you are like a, an entrepreneur a coach someone who's highly successful in in their field and they want to make a podcast 
I think that many would prefer not to have this amateur beginning. They would like to have something that from the outset it sounds professional, it sounds you know up to the, the brand that they are or uh, represent. That was not what I did at all, and from what I understand, that was not what you did. So it it really, you know, depends. But uh, if uh, it's a matter of starting something and putting it out there, by all means, start and get better and tweak it. Uh, I'm sure if I listen right now to my episode one or two, uh, which I deliberately avoid <laughs> listening <laughs> to, uh, I, I would probably laugh because it was, uh, you know, a long time ago. I'm at episode 190 now on my uh, second podcast. So it's been, it's been a journey. But uh, yeah, there's nothing wrong either way. It depends on where is it that you want to start or whether you want to start doing something quickly and learn as you go or having something that... Uh, you know, want want you to be very as well presented as uh, possible. Well, that's. I mean, I think I, I'm going to talk about mindset stuff just for a little bit, and that's. Sure. I mean, that's right in your wheelhouse. I think a lot of people, what stops them. I teach people how to speak on stage, right? That's my main thing. How do you do a live event? How do you speak on stage? How do you do webinars? And what I see hold a lot of people back in that space is they are so scared of what other people are going to think about them that it stops them from taking action because they want it to be perfect. So I call this the perfection line. It was originally taught uh, by a lady named Julie Stolian is where I saw it. I expounded on it. I'll go through it though. Imagine that you have a horizontal line going from left to right. Left is I'm getting it done. It's dirty. It's fast. It's out there. And right all the way on the right is the perfect version of it. Mm -hmm. What most people do because they are so scared of being judged and because they have imposter syndrome, they, they, want, they don't see themselves as perfect. So they want to put a perfect face out. They try to put out the most perfect version of whatever it is. Well, the thing is when you don't know how to do something, it, there's a huge learning curve and it is really hard and you have all the self doubt. So, we try to put something out that's all the way on the right. But the truth is, and I know this was true with podcasting, my first episode, I think I got three downloads. <laughs> Nobody saw it. The first couple of YouTube videos I put out, we now have over 300 YouTube videos. The first YouTube video, same thing. Nobody's watching, but I spent probably 20 hours on that, editing it, making sure that everything was perfect. And one of the things that I saw with Casey Neistat, right? Casey just shot really raw video. He, he didn't edit a lot. He made sure that the sound was clean. That's the most important thing is make sure that there's not crackles and pops. But where I'm going with this line, in the beginning, it is far better to be closer to the left side, the fast, dirty, get it done, get it out there. And then as you get better at stuff, because as you get better, your audience gets bigger. And as your audience gets bigger, then you have to get things a little bit more perfect. They have to be a little bit more dialed in, but you have a bigger audience. So that's when it's more important to start moving. And you will naturally move that way mm -hmm. because you're getting experience. If you try to be perfect, it, you're it's, I see so many people fail to launch, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube channel or getting a speaking gig 
um, because they're trying to make it perfect than just getting it out there and figuring it out. Because as you get it out there, you will figure it out and things will change. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, but that's the perfection line. <laughs> Hey, thanks for taking a moment to check out this episode of Grow Your Impact, Income, and Influence, the number one show helping you reach millions. Have you ever thought about building your own webinar or using public speaking to reach your ideal audience? Well, if you'd like my help with it, over the last several years, I have built more than 40 live events for clients just like you. In the last 18 months, I've helped 32 entrepreneurs build their webinar with over $5 million in cumulative sales. If you'd like to see how I can work with you, or if you'd be interested in having me speak at your event or be on your podcast, go to steven.coffee, that's S-T-E-V-E-N dot C-O-F-F-E-E, -E, to book a short call with me and see how we can work together. All right, let's jump back to the episode. Yes, uh, the, <laughs> I do. The, uh, I remember the phrase, uh, done is better than perfect. And that applies every single time for a, a very simple reason, that perfection does not exist. And that's coming from me who was, uh, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I have been like pretty much all my life until the last two three years when I started realizing that perfectionism was the way that I was describing my, my fear of taking action, my imposter syndrome, my procrastination. So I would rather than um, admit the harsh truth to myself that this is really what's stopping me, I would um, camouflage it as perfectionists, uh, perfectionism. Yeah and not take the action because it was not good enough yet uh, so but i have realized and that i think that's important for everyone that listens to since you mentioned perfectionism that mm -hmm. it's uh, it, it doesn't exist it's it's imaginary there is nothing that is perfect i don't know if you can think of an example apart from metaphysical stuff maybe which is another conversation but what is it that can't be even better than what it is because perfect that's what perfect is isn't it that you can't really improve on it anymore that's impossible <laughs> so doing and learning and failing fast and all these things you know i have learned myself the last few years and implemented but before not very long ago maybe three years ago i was really stuck with trying to do things perfect and Many things were never done because of that. Uh, so I just wanted to to share my thoughts on perfectionism because they are very different than how they used to be. And I think they are very much, uh, you know, many times I would see people like you that would just go and do things in a, what, however it would happen and learn on the way and carry on. And I would admire the, the, the courage because I, I would not do anything like that. I would need to wrap it up beautifully as best as I could and so on. Oh my God, I have really felt sometimes that I have wasted precious time doing it. It's the hard way and very slow. And yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> we learn. Well, that's the thing. As long as you are doing something and getting out there. And I sometimes I feel like a, a diehard perfectionist. I will work on things way too long on getting small details perfect that I know, like at the end of the day, nobody even sees the web page or whatever I'm working on, right? Um, but then at the same time, you do want to have things look 
reasonably well. You want it to be somewhat professional, especially when you're a business person. So something that I also want to ask you about, mm-hmm. um, I believe that English is not your first language. Is that correct? That's correct. I'm Greek originally. So yeah. Greek okay. So first language. <laughs> anyone who is listening to this and you're thinking about putting out a podcast, but you're nervous about how you're going to sound, how you're going to speak. I would love to hear like, where did you find either the courage or how did you I'm guessing that it wasn't necessarily the easiest thing to start speaking in front of people. No, it was not. It was not at all. And uh, I started saying at the very beginning that uh, I was uh, all my life a very closed person, very shy. I wouldn't speak to people, let alone do a podcast or do public speaking. That was, uh, you know, my worst uh, nightmare. Uh, to combine this with your question about my accent, the way that I speak, Uh, the biggest difference was made, I still remember it was the first day of a public speaking course that I did. And at that time, uh, we were all asked, uh, all the participants to share their fear about or their fears about public speaking. So I remember saying my, my one of mine was that my accent is you know, it's weird. Some people don't understand me. Some people might think that this is not the right way to speak English, or, you know, all those things. And by the end of that day, with the feedback, the exercises and all that, I realized that my accent and the way that I'm speaking was actually a superpower rather than something that was that would hold me back. It is something that gives my voice a uniqueness that it has because it it sounds unusual for most uh, of course we we all have different accents of course and uh, your accent and uh, an irish person's accent and australians they're always different uh, but yet yeah, to, to answer your question i think it's a matter of reframing it in your mind that uh, your there's nothing wrong with your accent your accent is a part of who you are and how you speak and how you express yourself, and that is the power of uh, of your voice. So I never thought of doing like, uh, you know, lessons, uh, f- phonetic lessons or things like that to improve my, my accent, because that's not my point at all. I want to be authentic. That's who I am. That's how my voice sounds. And of course, again, I'm sharing this answer how I see it now. If you had asked me four years ago, I would be very terrified about my accent that people don't understand me and you know, all these things. Uh, it's one of those things that the, the more you do it, you get feedback from others. When I realized that you do understand my English, it's not that difficult to understand as I was thinking it was. It uh, builds your confidence and then, uh, yeah, now I find it hard to stop talking. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a great thing. I mean, I think the thing that you're pointing out is it's the story in your head that makes the difference, right? You could have chose to feel I'm, I'm weird. I, people aren't going to understand me and see it as a negative, or you could say, this is what makes me different and I'm going out with it. Right. I mean, that's something that I tell people on stage about speaking on stage all the time. I'm like, nobody is, we're all judging people all the time, but just go out and be who you are and you will attract the people that you want to attract no one's going to throw anything at you. No one's going to heckle you. Like those are the fears. 
instead you choose to see it as a positive and that is one of the biggest things that you can do so congratulations um and i think i think it's definitely a superpower i think it's i think most people would say they enjoy listening to you talk um I want to pivot just a little bit. One of the biggest sure. questions I get all the time is, what do you need to start podcasting? So I will ask you the question as the expert on podcasting. If somebody is looking to get started, what are the things that they need to buy? Right. So in terms of equipment, basically you need a, a laptop, which I suppose many, most people have nowadays, uh, and a, a microphone. The microphone, you don't have to break the bank for the microphone. With $50, you can buy something that is very good for, for studying. It's not, uh, um, you know, it's not a Ferrari, but it is a very good uh, thing. So having a microphone, a computer, and uh, a pair of headphones, which they don't have to be anything special, just the, the headphones you use for your phone or your whatever like that it's enough then depending on um, what kind of podcast you want uh, to do whether you want to be interviewing people or things like that the software might be slightly different the software if you want for example to do uh, interviews like this one you will need something like zoom or uh, scottcast or uh, other platforms that offer this uh, functionality but if you're going to do a solo podcast or uh, you know like i started with uh, a friend of mine you basically can use um, free software which uh, most of the times it's already embedded on your uh, computer uh, for example i have an apple and I can use QuickTime and record anything I want. It's already there. Mm -hmm. So, so basically, a microphone, Steve. I think that's <laughs> the one thing. And sometimes it's it's disappointing. I will not use any stronger word. I will use the word. It's disappointing to hear a podcast that is great content, but poor audio quality because the the person recording it didn't bother to you know, get a, a decent microphone and they're recording through the, the internal microphone of their laptop, which it's not going to sound very good, no, ma no matter how good your laptop is. So. I would, I would agree. And I don't, my microphone was a hundred bucks. I think they're now 129. Um, if you like this, it's called a Audio-Technica, I think it's an Audio-Technica 2020, um, something very similar to that, but it's not all that expensive. It makes you sound great. And if you do Zoom calls, because we're all in the middle of COVID still, it's going to make you sound good on, on Zoom calls, like which is also an added benefit. But the mic is the easiest thing. Uh, you can find one for 100 bucks or less on Amazon very easily. And then, yeah, you can record on your phone. You can record on your computer. You don't have to do a ton of post editing by any means. Um, something I'll point out, I do a live intro. Because to be honest, I don't like having the long drawn out intros and I want each episode to be custom to the person that's on it. So I do a live intro. You don't have to, but that's something I do because it's easier one from a, from my point of view, but also it adds, I feel it adds value to both the person that I'm interviewing and the people listening. Mm -hmm. It's a win, win, win all the way around. So 
Agi, I want to ask you one more question in closing. If you could go back to when you got started and give yourself one or two pieces of advice, what would it be? If you, this goes to anyone who is just getting started with a podcast, what would you tell yourself or tell them? I would tell them or myself, rather than trying to learn every single detail of it myself as I go along, to get like a mentor or uh, get into a, a group of people that are doing it, get some support from either peers or a mentor that will really help you get there faster and uh, avoiding unnecessary mistakes or, or things like that. So yeah, that's the one thing I would uh, say and not try to do everything yourself. There are other people that can also take parts of, uh, of it, like promotion, for example, or whatever else it is that, uh, uh, that it does not involve the actual content, which I think in the end, that is the, the real mm -hmm. essence of what we do, isn't it? It's creating the content, having this conversation, everything else is just uh, making it more presentable and so on. Uh, but uh, Many of the other things, uh, you don't have to, to do everything yourself. That would be my advice. I think that that is great, great advice. So one more time, you have an ebook that kind of walks people through how to get started with podcasting. That's available in the show notes. And what is the name of your podcast again? Personal Development Mastery. So you can it's, find that, I'm guessing, all over the place. You can every find platform. it. A, a, Every platform, yes, it's everywhere there is. And uh, I might so if somebody was 90. thinking about going and checking out your podcast, what are one or two of your favorite episodes that you've done? <laughs> That's a great question. And uh, as difficult as it to narrow 190 episodes down, I will tell you two, you know, they, I don't know who listens to this and whether they will... Uh, be interested at all or be switched off by what I'm about to say. But since you asked me, the two that I would direct people are, one is the 160, which is a, a feature I did about a about GaiaNet, which is um, an organization connecting together hard-driven people who want to create a new earth, a better you know, environment rather than what is happening here. Uh, and the other episode, I don't remember exactly the number, I think it's 185, was quite political about uh, how our governments are uh, slowly taking away our liberties. And that's uh, with Mark Gober, I think it's 185. These are two that are more recent ones, the last few months, and there are uh, I believe they express very well my um, sentiments and my point of view at this time. But, you know, apart from that, there is uh, so much stuff. Best thing is to click search on the website and type your keyword, what is that you're interested in and find that. But these two really express me and uh, certainly people will understand very much about Aggie, about who I am and what I stand for by listening to them so but thank you for asking me that
Yeah, of course. Augie, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom and your experience with podcasting. If you guys are thinking about starting a podcast, click in the show notes, download his ebook. It will definitely help you out. You have absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain. I just want to say thank you one more time for coming on. You've been a great guest. Thank you, Steve. No problem. It is my pleasure. To everybody else, till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon. Thanks for checking out today's show. Do you want the fast and easy Cliff Notes version of the actionable steps from today's episode? If so, go to actionbullets.com and download yours today. Also, if you're looking to start using story selling in your business and have stories do 90% of the hard work for you, grab my free course at storyselling.how today. Till next time, take action, change lives, and make money. We'll see you soon.